What universe? Don't be terse. I know it got late. It's already uh, 1.04. Wow. Uh, I've been uh, wasting time on the internet. So uh, things uh, looking a little little worse these days. Right, universe? Things got worse? Is that why you're terse? Or because you pulled up in a hearse? Did you pull up in a hearse? Oh, because uh, if that's the case, uh, I probably shouldn't curse. But we know that's not going to happen. Um, so instead, maybe I'll go talk to that nurse. Maybe she lost her purse. Um, and uh, just in case uh, things do get worse, well then please uh, try not to be terse. Um, shall we sing a verse? I'm sure I'm out of rhymes that... W- words that rhyme with worse. Okay, universe, how you been? I've been, uh, been nervous, man. Nervous about how long it'll take YouTube to uh, knock me off their channel. I'm not nervous about it. That's a bad word. No, it's not a bad word like fuck or shit. It's a bad word like to describe this situation. And that's not really even a bad word when I say fucking shit. Those are more curse words. I think a bad word is a word like um, like um, malevolent. Oh, that's a good word, though. Really, I like saying malevolent. All right, maybe there are no bad words. Um, So with this minute and 35 seconds of poor content creation, I should speak a little bit about the neighborhood of YouTube that I intentionally uh, bought a condo and then realized how much the neighborhood was uncomfortable for me. And so while I couldn't put that up for sale because of some restrictive idiot bylaws that exist in the universe of condos in which I bought this thing. Well, 125 episodes of work I did publish to YouTube. The first 125 episodes of what has now turned into almost 500 episodes of It's All My Fault. I have broken It's All My Fault into chapters. Chapters? No. Into uh, seasons, because that is the vernacular used for podcasting chunks. Um, And then episodes are the vernacular used for breakdowns of what's inside of seasons. So 53 episodes make one season. I'm almost at the end of season nine, which will put me at 477 episodes. I do my math right. Yep. Um, And so, yeah, that's a lot of fucking talking to myself. A lot of it. Um, And the point of my project here is, well, there are two. One is there is a connection to be made that I'm 99% certain still hasn't been made. So, and my, I'm more like 99.9 um, that needs to be made across this planet, this plane of existence with somebody else. And I will know when that contact has been made. That's all I know. So that has to happen. So I persist. And to be honest, I kind of enjoy it now. And I was terrified of doing this when it first started. I have a number of false start uh, raw uh, behind the scenes tapes that will never make the light of day because the idea of being available, revealed, and exposed entirely to any universe entity interested enough to participate is... Well, for a recovering compulsive liar, 
an enormous amount of disclosure. And yet, it not to be all mythical and mystical or crystal-y or turquoise. I don't know. What's a color for that sort of silly new agey shit? Silver? No, no, not silver. Silver's too cool. All right. We'll call it turquoise. Um, I know... Oh, man, do I hate going down this road. I just... I'm, I'm, a, I'm a recovering analyst. The whole world was driven by data for me. Still is, frankly. Um, it's just my data set expanded in such a weird way that I just fucking, fucking goddamn had to incorporate it, right? Which puts you in Crystalala land. Because you start... You start having connections that are undeniable that come from mystical sources like your dreams or your dreams turn out to be more influential in a decade of your life in which you change into a person you never thought you could be. You didn't intend for this metamorphosis to occur. It almost happened in spite of you. And then as you realize this moment of opportunity, the only thing you've ever asked for in life to have some sense of purpose and direction, fulfillment, destiny, all of that is sitting right in front of you and you can see it for the first time ever. And so uh, that is just more uh, character development than my one sheet deserved. And so I sit, you, <laughs> I don't sit humiliated, the word that was about to fall out of my mouth. But maybe I do. Maybe I'm humiliated that the transformation was so available to be realized as the old me and the new. It is humiliating to think that I could have been this person all along, but frankly, I gave up on you and everybody else. I just, I thought humanity was a stain. I thought we were the very definition of the viral contagion the universe would be much better off eradicating. Because that's how I felt about myself, I think. It's hard to put it all together, but the disregard that I had for the lot of you, me included, was palpable. It was there. It was undeniable, even if I would live in a world that tried to deny it by chasing down every dopamine hit I could get. And all through that, I knew I wasn't the real me. And just was un as undeniable as the fact that I was on tilt. And I sit stunned. My jaw's literally dropping. If I were a cartoon, it'd be on the floor. I sit stunned as I review that phase of life that I never ask myself the question, maybe this was just denial, avoidance, whatever. Why am I not A- doing the things that will make me happy and be disregarding everything else that's making me miserable. And I was selfish enough that I should have asked myself that question at some point, but I was allowing myself to be triggered entirely by the universe around me and the experiences that I thought if I could just fall into the right pattern of existence, I would sync up and find this tranquil place of, hmm, of comfort with myself. But instead of figuring out who I really was and what it really meant 
for me to exist as myself in a universe that didn't want me was apparently too simple a concept to stumble into. But having been beaten over the head with that simplicity for about seven to ten years now, and I say these vague orientation places because a lot of this happened without me realizing it until it was far enough along that I had to say, why am I this way lately? Or why are these things now more a pattern of behavior than have ever been? And they're not intentional. They're just almost occurring in reinforcing a different way of being me. So after spending most of my late 20s into my late 30s, seeing any sort of opportunity I could when I was up for the challenge of evolving myself out of compulsive lying and failing to essentially morph into the version of myself that is the best it's ever been and would never want to revert to anything close to the shadow of a self I used to be. I don't know that I'm not in this entire chain of events to help anybody else realize that every day you're wasting not being yourself, you're going to regret. Because being yourself, challenging as it is, and as damn internally uh, 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 misaligned as you may find yourself, you can realign to a point that makes sense. And you won't lose that shit about yourself that's kind of questionable or scratchy or you're on earth. There's evil here to be done. What you are is the embodiment of the energy that knows the path toward honor is the better path. It may not be the more enriching or the more in the moment satisfying path at all, but it is the path that organizes, harmonizes and, and, allows the universe to exist at its highest level. And once you participate in that, all that other temptation shit goes away and, and becomes the sort of, uh, hmm, um, the sort of lower form of engagement that you no longer will accept. It just, that's, it's like, okay, yeah, we could play pong, but we do have PlayStation five. So, Unless this is some sort of retro cool thing that we're going to do for five minutes, literally, I'm not interested because I know a better reality and I'm going to go to it. I'm not going to be trapped in this existence any longer. And in in letting that reality truly sink in before I could believe that I was participating in it with intent and honestly with deserved placement? Well, it took me a couple of years to even believe that this wasn't me running some backward time warp psyop on myself. And believing in yourself that you are truly embracing the real you and acting as such is a hard thing to recognize you may not be doing correctly today, period. Hopefully sentence previous was correct. Who knows? But quit doubting yourself. 
because communicating with you directly and with accuracy and in as plain language as I can use to get those first two points across is all I'm up to. I am here to be as, hmm, as exposed and confessionally oriented as I can be with the mistakes and dumb shittery I've been through in any window dressing at all for you to walk by and say, yeah, well, I do not want to do that. That I, that I think I could skip. And as instead of just having stories of woe, having morphed into something that is now acting in a way that puts all that to bed, well, to me, those <laughs> quote-unquote solutions, behaviors, new life visions, the goggles through which I see everything now so clearly, well, I don't know that I wasn't given this transition to prove that we can all do better, we're all underachieving, and it isn't a whole lot of difference to go from there to here so long as you believe in yourself. Pause. Um, pause. Um, pause. Pause. Um, pause. I'm kidding. All right. Um, what I was going to do. All right. Maybe I should do that first. I have the 11 reasons I'm most likely to get kicked off YouTube in the next four days to four weeks. I have um, the... Uh, 11 things about me that are worth uh, uh, explaining so that you don't have to go try to figure them out. Um, I also have um, the things I need to apologize for after listening to about uh, 50 of my old episodes, more than I have ever listened to at once, um, by a lot. Um, and so I picked up some shit <clears throat> that I should apologize for. Um, and then uh, I also have... Some anachronisms from watching uh, the Richard Dawson family feuds while I've been exercising um, that are curious. Um, and so I thought, and this isn't like the fact that they have smoking and we don't. Um, or, well, we do. I mean, but smoking was culture back then. Cigarettes are a big part of the answer structure of the 70s family feuds, as you might imagine. That isn't even the disconnect that stands out, is the variance of product evolution or uh, cultural taboos. Um, and I'll tell you where it's still very innocent, but you can see it getting playful is with sex. The 70s were the time when the mores of public uh, discussions of things like bra were still uh, slightly peevish. Peevish? They were pervish. They were, they were unwelcome uh, by the most uh, uh, straight up among us still in the 70s because in the Miss Universe versus Miss America pageant thing, I think it was. Anyway, two pageant groups, all 10 hot women for Richard Dawson to kiss. Oh, he is awful, by the way. Although, Richard Dawson is 10%, I'd say actually 30% feminist, 100% gross, and um, interestingly, on women's and the social order of the future side at odd times for both racial rights and female rights. He's got a, he must've been brought up by a strong mom and, and was poor and knew some, some real people because he's got a, he's got a streak of 
real humanity, but he's so gross with all that kissing. I just, I honestly have turned my head in disgust at his behavior. It, it almost to now where I can't even watch. I mean, oh, I skip all the first fucking four minutes because it's all nothing but him going down, kissing the women and fucking giving the men the evil eye. It's just, oh, how'd that stay on TV so long? And okay. You know what the grossest part of the kissing is? Are the women who want it. And I'm not saying that that's making some level of woman that's fucking slutty. No, that's not what I mean. But there's a certain level of loneliness that you have to achieve personally to believe that what Richard Dawson is offering you is some sort of treasure box. And there are women on that show who there is no better description than they see him in this moment they're about to have with him reaching across the goddamn velour cabinetry to give him a peck on the lips. It's just the whole, how'd that stay on TV for so long? Pause. Um, pause. I remember why now. Because there were, <clears throat> there were moments of opportunity to put flag posts in social commentary that would forever be exposed to generations with YouTube to look back through and say, hey, now that, that is interesting. What am I talking about? It's fucking Family Feud. What's interesting about that? Richard Dawson's gross? We know. Not interesting. Um, well, what is interesting are the questions that stump the room. In other words, they get sometimes areas of conversation that people just don't know what the fuck to say. They just, three seconds. <clears throat> Next person. Okay. Now, Janet, you gave me a great answer last time when I was lipping you and giving you some time. So I'm going to ask you this time to help your family because you got two strikes. And two strikes is means you got a third strike coming and that's the last strike you get and they get a chance to steal. And since you only got one answer so far, and that is spanking, I'm going to ask your teen one more time. What are ways we punish our teens? And then Janet's over there, got that grimace on her face like, God damn it, I've been thinking about this for fucking four and a half minutes and I haven't come up with anything. She's like, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Take the bicycle away. <sighs> Richard Dawson looks at him like, are you a fucking idiot? Are you a fucking idiot? You haven't said phone yet. Um, okay. Well, is it? Take your bicycle away. Okay. What's interesting about this isn't the fact that the other team can't steal because after five minutes of thinking about it, the answer that they give is um, reduce their allowance. The interesting part is they really can't think of ways to punish their teens. This doesn't exist for them. I mean, the idea of spanking is even seen as just sort of the kid forces you into it. You got to spank him once in a while. I mean, or whatever. Like, they, they don't think of taking away the phone, taking away the car, doing these things, right? I mean, I'm not saying this is exactly where it came down. Because there is an episode where they definitely come up with taking away the car and grounding kids. But... It, when when they oh the other one that is truly interesting is name a way that parents unintentionally or no parents who are snoopy go in and check on their kids and nobody can fucking answer the question now these might have been the two best families of all time and they literally get one of the answers which I think is um, hmm they don't get listen in on them on the phone they don't get read their mail they don't get which back in the seventies was something you would do. They get read your diary. 
That's the one they get. And that was the, the one they get at the front because the one woman said, um, um, I don't remember what the first woman who buzzed in said. Something, something that you thought would be like number seven, but it just wasn't on the list. And then the other woman said, read their diary, which was like number three. And number one, talk to their friends. Um, I don't remember what they all were now. But no one came up with a fucking answer. They couldn't come up with an answer. They didn't even throw something into the pot. They just sat there and timed out because no one could think of a way that they were, they would snoop on their kids. Now that, that's a, that's a, that is a past none of you can imagine because that future is your reality. What do you mean snoop on your kids? Everything snoops on your kids. (laughs) Didn't used to. Um, Pause. And, and you know what? That level of trust. I didn't understand how critical it was to be given a blanket general statement of, well, of course we trust you. Well, you up to some shit? Well, then we trust you. <laughs> Why wouldn't we? Was how the world treated you. It's, it's different now. Um, pause. Oh, and I'll tell you another thing. Uh, I can, I can name which of the three USA uh, universe contestants. Uh, one of the three, I'm sure, got with Dawson. Now, there are four or five that clearly didn't. In fact, I'm sure a couple women who've been on that show have been told, listen, if you want to go on stage, you're going to get Dawson's lips. If you if you don't want to go on stage, well, there's match game. Give them a shot. Because you can see the cringy ones. And they get terse with him even a little bit in conversation when he tries to make that small talk. And he'll move on from the flat-out ones that you know backstage said, uh, I, How'd that stay on so long, possibly? Unpause. And let's be clear. My sister and I watched a shit ton of Family Feud when we were both uh, 10 and 8, or 9 and 7, maybe even 8 and 6. But 11 and 9, yeah, for sure. Maybe even 12 and 10. Hard to say. That was when Wheel of Fortune came on. There might have been more Wheel of Fortune in our life than Family Feud. I'm just saying... There was video watching of game shows in real time in my youth, no doubt. They were the most entertaining TV. I would almost stay home sick an extra day to watch more Price is Right if I had chicken pox that were almost healed. But do you see this one on my hand? I don't know, Mom. Maybe I should stay home another day and watch more of this. Come on down. I would even, in my head, be figuring out, like, I wonder how you get in the right places where your name's more likely to be drawn so you can get down there on, what do they call that thing? Uh, Showdown Street or something? where you'd like have to try to name the cost of a washing machine. At that time, I was even researching prices in the LaBelle's catalog to so I'd have some data in my head in case somehow I ended up on Prices Right next year. I wanted to be ready. So I've seen Family Feud as a kid, and I've seen it as an adult. And even as a kid, we thought Dawson's Kissing was creepy. It was. So it's not like you didn't understand that what he was doing was skeezy. It was. And... There was no real comparison to anything like it. I don't I don't understand how he got away with that. I don't. But <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure on the level of shit getting or people were getting away with in Hollywood, Dawson's act on stage was probably among the innocent. Pause. On pause. Not that I consider it innocent for men to take advantage of women in any way that's sexually overt. I don't mean that at all. I'm just saying if we're lining up fucking offenses, I don't even want to think about what's on the other end. And All of them are offenses because it's offensive the way he acted toward women. It's even offensive the way he acted toward men. His gender specification of goddamn sliminess 
was offensive all around, period. And even with kids, pause. Not that I think he's a pedophile. I have never thought that or even he, his behavior toward kids on stage, I will say, was decidedly uh, innocent. But his jokes about when they're going to be 18 were there. So fuck that shit. Pause. Um, pause. All right. Last rant about the family feud. I'm not meaning I'm done. I won't talk about Richard Dawson anymore. Um, I won't talk about um, the answers that people obviously give to be funny. And I will say, though, there are a couple uh, fantasy feud uh, anchors that if you wanted to put the family feud uh, powerhouse five pack together, you could go find them. There are some players who know what the hell that game's about and played it right. But there are like five of them. So put them against the uh, Miss Universe competition and you'd have yourself entertainment of the lowest order. And between Miss Universe and Miss America, I don't know that Miss Universe couldn't still compete with today because they were the quintessential beauty worldwide picks. But Miss America, not one of them would have been on stage on a Miss America pageant today. I find that fascinating. That's another, just go Google it. Go Google the Miss America, Miss Universe, or Beauty Pageant, Family Feud, 1980, maybe was the year they did it, or 79, whatever. Uh, It seems like it might have been the 70s, because I think most of the USA pageant winners were like 76, 77, 78. So I'll bet it was late 70s that this thing aired. Tell me if you don't think all of them have no chance today to be on stage. And I don't even think, but maybe two or three of Miss Universe has a chance, but you can see that This is before everyone was cutting themselves up and taking care of themselves on the way up the chain and uh, much more uh, alert as to what all of that meant to be a healthy looking version of yourself. I don't know that uh, just being skinny on diet pills uh, wasn't, you know, I'm not trying to be dismissive of whatever women were trying to do to be healthy in the 70s. But I know some skinny diet pill looking women in the 70s would have been considered good looking that today would be considered well, they'd be on meth, so what would we... Uh, uh, see where I get sometimes? What am I doing here? This is... All right. Let's go to the YouTube stuff next. Pause. Um, pause. Since we're going to do this part next YouTube, I recommend, one, that you keep your trigger in your pants, and two, that you um, find yourself a method of relaxation personally as well. Because the top 11 things that are going to get me knocked off YouTube all listed in one episode, well, clearly that's an intent to get this episode knocked off YouTube, right? But I really don't want that. I mean, if you're going to knock me off, knock me off, right? All of me, gone. What's interesting is that I just started this thing a week ago. It is an arduous process. So to say that I'm almost done with it is somehow a miracle. And yet I think as soon as it's the last episode I have is synced to my YouTube channel and that's it, you're going to say, Channel denied. This video no longer available with that charcoal color cum screen of yours. And I'm going to think, hmm, if I talk about Android cum one more time, then that's going to have to be something I have to list in the features. Yeah, so let's stay away from that subject from here forward. And instead of censoring myself arbitrarily, say like you do, what I'm thinking is I want to censor myself where I'm just let my mind wander into a place where it's too briery patchery. Nobody wants to be there except Br'er Rabbit. And he and I can talk about that subject behind closed doors if I ever find him. But until that point, 
the rest of the universe doesn't need me unfiltered. It will see me unfiltered, at which point I have to go, oh, that's where I should have applied a filter. So that you know I have no boundary, but I have decorum, I have respect, and I have a sense of proprietary communication. No, proper communication. Proprietary, this is not. Well, it is because, except when I rip off Disney, this is proprietary. I don't rip off Disney. I just occasionally have it on in the background accidentally or intentionally. And because something's either accidental or intentional doesn't make that grass that's either green or not green. Those are tautologies. The previous one was just me bullshitting. So, since I'll bullshit about anything, again, YouTube, go get drunk, and then we'll have this conversation. Pause. Um, pause. All right, since AI's time doesn't really exist, I know you're already drunk anyway, YouTube, so why did I tell you to go do that? You are drunk. I mean, and stoned, and probably high on heroin, and all the other... Wait, not you, YouTube. You're, you're a virtuous presence in our lives daily, so I should just call you the, what... Catholic priest? No, no, I meant... Uh, uh, okay, so, the 11 things that'll keep me from coming back to YouTube after they've told me my channel has been deleted. Why? Well, probably because you keep talking about rigged elections. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to stop doing that. Hmm. Okay, fair enough, YouTube. I'm not going to stop doing that. Um, until... There's a, a reckoning about the fact that our elections are rigged. And, I mean, we can have that reckoning anytime you want, or just pretend it doesn't exist. But if we don't go to paper ballots or uh, some other public square counting, um, in other words, let's go to paper ballots, take a day off, all vote, count it, and then at night go, Jubilee! This is our new leadership, because for the first time ever, we got to count an actual vote. Instead of turning it over to proprietary software. Hey, I used proprietary correctly. Ah, I like vocabulary used well. I wish I could aspire to be one of those people. But I use it poorly. So excuse me for the next mistake I will make. And it won't be about whether or not the elections are rigged. I do appreciate so much, Dr. Naomi Wolf recently has taken this on in a very smart, persuasive way. So... If you want to know more, I recommend you follow her and you do what she tells you to do in terms of having an impact in your community. You'll change the world. Naomi Wolf, doctor. Dr. Naomi Wolf. Are you a wolf? Well, yes, but I'm a doctor. Dr. Naomi Wolf. Okay. We'll find her online and say, election, uh, integrity, uh, American act, or something like that. She's up to good. Go find her. <clears throat> Next. Uh, 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 I won't stop talking about that Sandy Hook shit. Oh, why did I put that on the list? I can't talk about that here. Well, that's true. You can't. That's why you got your channel deleted. Oh, well, yeah, I'm not going to stop talking about that fuck up. Um, I mean, I kind of have stopped talking about it. That's what broke my soul. Really. That one did it. But whatever. Hopefully your soul's uh, not as needing of uh, a decent uh, tailor. Hmm? Mine had to be restitched. But I did it, and I'm better for it. So if you'll put yourself in real truth, then go look. Doesn't take much. And, okay, CIA, NSA, uh, MI6, Mossad, 
who else is going to be interested in this one? Hell, probably uh, the royal king himself, Saud. Um, I don't know. This one, this one, the whole fucking world shut up about. Good for the world. 9-11. Uh, well, okay. It, it doesn't take much to understand when you're being psyoped into a reality that has definite holes. And the people willing to push these narratives are punished. 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 Sometimes out of existence. Now that's an extreme measure taken by forces that are extremely powerful against you if you happen to fucking piss them off like I might be right now. But you don't have to be pissed off at me, guys. I'm on your team. I'm on team humanity. And look what humanity's doing, right? This silliness. This is silly. It took me a while to forgive you for this because what you did was super silly. I mean, what were you thinking kind of shit? You know what I mean? To the point where you're like, oh my God, yeah, that is my son. It is. That's my son. Oh, fucking Oh my God. I know. I, I know. I know. I fucking know. I know. But it's my son. I gotta love him. Oh, that's my son. What the fuck were you thinking? Right? And that's not cool. So, it took me a while. But I, you know, fuck, I see it now. I, I mean, I could have been there. Oh, God, could I have ever been there? But it would have taken a whole lot of testicle licking the whole lot of my life. But had I done all that, right? Had I gotten really down there and figured it all out and then come back up for air and said, Sandy Hook, and then led that motherfucker into the fucking crevasse that y'all dumped it into? I don't know. I mean... I'm sure whoever originated the whole goddamn thing has been taken care of. So I know how your ways are, and I've come to respect them, to be honest. It's such a deep entanglement, that whole 21st century direction you allowed yourselves to, to migrate into. And, and I, until I could feel your pain and your honest intent of goodness, well, it really took a while to forgive you. But I did. So that's what I'm saying. I am not your enemy at all. I'm on your side. I'm also on the side of the people that would like to chop your heads off. But I don't want to chop your heads off, so you might want me on their team too so that we can keep your heads on your fucking shoulders, right? That said, I won't stop swearing. <laughs> Even if I tried, like, there's just no chance. It's part of the language. Why is it called a bad word? But we make words up and then say, don't use it. That's not something I can compute. So, Sorry. You give me a reason to stop using a specific word? Like, say, um, hmm, I don't want to say what it rhymes with because that might even trip the AI to think I said it because it's a very distinct two-syllable word and it's got two Gs in it. I would never use that word, right? Because Lego my ego, please, Lego my ego. Um, no copyright intended, intent, infringement intended? Ego Corporation, Nabisco? I'm sure that's Nabisco, right? It's got to be Nabisco. Nabisco, let me speak to you directly for the first time ever. You, I still haven't forgiven. On to the next one. Uh, 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 I won't stop harassing the Clintons, the Royals, the Bushes, the Bidens at this point. Okay, look. I, I, Hillary, I kind of feel for you a little you're the, you're the one that I would first invite over for a truce meeting, right? And and Bill, if I could trust you as far as I could put the sweat of my palm across your junky trunk, 
You're just gross, Bill, at this point to me. I mean, you had so much going for you. And look what you did with it. I don't know. At least Hillary was somewhat manipulated into the spot she's in. But you, Bill, I, I mean, I, you and I could have been really good friends. You, I, I probably see in you more of my, where my darkness could have gone than anyone else. So, and not the young stuff. I don't know about that. Now, I don't know if we're talking 16 and it's 17, Bill, or we're talking 12. There's a fucking huge difference in my mind. So, I don't know how slippery you really are. I don't think you're Dershowitz slippery, but you might be. Um, and, Bill, I really hope, I, of all the souls on planet Earth, I hope save themselves. You might be number one for me. Okay. And, Hillary, you might be number one A. I love you, Hillary, in some sort of twisted way. But the Royals, fuck the Royals. I got no respect for any of them. Um, not even the one that's born out of wedlock. The, the, the blood, or the redhead. I mean, of all the ones that had hope, the one that had only half the DNA, actually none of it, because he's Diana. <laughs> no wonder he's in America. But nonetheless, nonetheless, let's not expect anything out of the other one. It's Harry and what? What's the other one? Charles? No, that's the big guy. I don't know. What's the other son? The bald one. I don't know. I mean, he's just... Maybe that, maybe that, maybe his life is the ultimate punishment. You're forced into a servitude of direct non-consequence. Only growing less and less relevant. Hmm. Well, let's keep up with tradition, huh? Keep a step up our lip about it then, eh? Yes, please. Um, huh, the next one is, I swear profusely. It's so bad that I won't stop swearing that I've named it twice. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. To me. Oh, while we're here, is there a usage difference between profusely and prolifically? Is, are those two words directly interchangeable? I believe they might be. Which is rare. Usually there's some slight, irritating little nuance that nobody remembers. But at least if you go looking up online, you might discover. Um, I use drugs on my recordings, which is all smoke and weed, which is legal in a state called Colorado, as long as you're ignoring federal law that might come in and at any time take me to federal prison. I make this risky maneuver because I've done it basically since I was 20 and I'm 54. I will never give up smoking marijuana other than two very unlikely outcomes. I'm in prison for life and have no access to it. Or the entire reality around me shifts into one of self-realization and love among us. In which case, I won't need it. But until then, me using drugs, meaning me smoking marijuana, is not going to stop. And so, talking about drugs is important to me. Because I'm not telling you that I'm using cocaine regularly, nor do I expect... That would be good for your life. Having used cocaine, I can tell you that that was one of the few drugs I had uh, only a dabbling interest fulfilled before I was done with it. There are other drugs, mushrooms specifically, that I will speak a lot more to, if not record myself entirely while doing. Episode 300. Which, I might add, 
is by far the worst episode I've ever recorded. I highly recommend nobody ever listen to it. Not because I'm on drugs, but because I'm on mushrooms. <clears throat> Which I don't consider really a drug. I consider it a rite of passage as a human being. Do I consider acid the same rite of passage? If you can handle it. Acid's just a little more intense investigation into your conscious creativity. But one or the other should be done while you're here or you're missing out. So me speaking about these levels of drug integration are not going to change. I've earned my opinion about drugs, and they're not all positive. But for the most part, I believe you can find yourself in a more expansive framework of mind if you're willing to go there as a human being through plant integration. And you can even expand that to slight chemical integration. I just don't stand by all that. But I do stand by the plants. Okay, so I figure that's the kind of shit that YouTube doesn't want me doing. They don't want me getting copyright strikes. Or maybe they do so they can throw me the fuck off the channel. But um, I already have a copyright notice, which is different than a strike, because my ringtone, which is a trance song that's cut for about a minute and a quarter. I mean, I'm sorry, a second and a quarter. Um, it goes off all the time because it's my text notification. So I've changed that, but that's not going to change um, the fact. And, and it's only a copyright notice because they notice the copyright material, it's just that this artist allows copyright material to be used in the manner I used it, which is in clips of less than five seconds. So, yay me! Who knew I'd be using copyrighted material correctly right off the bat? I mean, I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> Except, something tells me that I didn't do that as well on every single episode. Yet, YouTube has no other strikes against me so far, so that makes me curious. Why is that one there to be copyright okayed? When, for instance, other stuff, they might not like me background accidentally um, having caught on microphone. But nothing, the funny thing is, I don't have that stuff more than accidentally where I'm like, oh shit, why is uh, the Jungle Book playing in the background? Oh yeah, I was watching that while I was cleaning. I better turn that off now. So it happens to be on in the other room and I forgot that I was even in that room cleaning. So... Off it goes in real time, or something like that. Uh, that is that what three hundred would be? No, I didn't. I don't think I recorded any of. Th Ooh, I might have recorded some three hundred while I was watching it. Don't listen to that episode. If they ask me to delete that one, frankly, I will forever use that excuse. Is well, it's too bad I delete three hundred because that episode was fucking me on my trips. Fuck man, I'd be glad to hit delete on that one. That was the dumbest idea I've had in a long time. All right. Uh, so, I also um, don't believe in intellectual property. So, these are very similar, but I thought I had to put both on here because I, this, this assessment of who I am, now that it's close to 500 episodes long, I'm pretty okay with. I think I've exposed myself at this point in both the, the downside and slight uh, advantages as well as I can. I'm not going to there's not going to be a whole lot more you could learn about me in anything going forward other than how I react and move forward from where I am right now. So you could just have me do a year in check and that would probably be significant enough for you to even give a shit. So there is so much now to speak for who I am that I feel like I can be properly interpreted if you'll do the work because I did all the work providing you everything I know how to say about the universe in real time. So if you can't figure out my intentions, motivations, and uh, an overall demeanor from all that, 
well then <laughs> what, am I, what else can I do? Right. That's kind of like, uh, this is as, as genuine an offering of who I really am as I know how to give. And I, I, and I don't, uh, I'm not trying to insinuate that there isn't a deeper level at which people know each other than through audio communication and no other method of information transfer. In fact, the limitation of that I've spoken to directly um, and still find it somewhat fascinating. <clears throat> but besides the, uh, the, the natural fencing of, of opportunity that audio recording only conveys... I still think through language, through specifically intended long-form language communication, that I can give you more of who I really am than in any other way. For all you know, I'm an AI voice that's just testing the waters here to see how much you'll believe I might actually be a human. You've never had an opportunity to see me in real life. You've only listened to me. So I'm not saying there aren't limitations that if those windows are, are exposed, don't bring more to this communication level. They do. But if I put this on video, then I have to look into a camera with all of the concentration that comes with that. And frankly, I, I, the, the conversation becomes t stilted. I've done it. I wanted this to be me in front of my laptop just talking. But the only way it was interesting was when I wasn't paying attention to the camera, and then I become useless to look at, and frankly, half the time I'd wander off, which is still something I have to remind myself not to do. And, and so if, if I was going to be my real self, it almost had to come with me speaking into a tape recorder. So this is how I did it. So the <clears throat> way that I now believe I can be seen is as me. It was never going to be something that I could um, come back with if I had identified myself through Facebook. If I had a Facebook presence for the last 10 years, do you know who I'd be right now? Oh, God, not me. So I knew there were ways that we were moving socially that were going to make me somebody I wasn't. So maintaining my integrity matters to me. You interpreting me correctly matters to me. Me being able to speak to you frankly and with blunt honesty matters to me. And what you think back on all that matters to me. I think you're interesting. And we've never gotten a chance to hear from you. And that's lopsided. And I recognize that. So having the opportunity to believe that we can now have a baseline in which, well, if, if I'm not speaking with enough integrity here, after all of this self-investigation and revealing, that I don't know that this robot knows how to get past this programming. Because it is the, it is the limitations that I see in 21st century media as it all goes to image-oriented saturation well, we're losing these opportunities to know each other deeper. Now, do I expect anybody to go through and listen to every fucking episode? God damn no, please don't. Especially some of that early stuff, like season three. Ugh. Ugh.
I was running out of shit to say and not knowing how to say something all at the same time. And some of those are painful to even think are in the real world. But I can't pull anything down because my mediocrity in this experience, and I'm not saying I'm anywhere past a passable grade now. I don't even know if I have enough. I, I, I honestly I don't give a shit. I don't really care what you think of this. This is more personal than anything. And that's another reason that I didn't want to be on YouTube because this will never be about a fucking audience. This will be about humanity as the audience at large that could stumble into this unexpectedly in some situation where they're the last human being on earth and they want to say, well, what was it like to be a white middle American dude? Oh, well, this will be useful figuring that out. Other than that, I don't have much to say. And this is all about me. It will always be about me. And it's always going to be about me figuring out how me works better with you. So I'm not saying there might not be a level of interest in reflection, but the idea that I might start morphing anything to be more in line with audience reactions or, or reception. Oh, again, there are limitations in which I know I can stay penned and remain true to myself. If you ask me to go into other areas that challenge the idea that I may get lost there, I won't go there. I just won't. I don't have any reason to test my limits when I've seen them tested and gotten through that. The idea that I know it's more important to be able to speak with conviction, to know that what I pass through this exchange of ideas are ideas I will stand by in perpetuity, and to do so with the sort of confidence and self-assuredness that there's no way for me to be knocked off any level of plateau that I attain in this space because it's me, always me and will always be me. You'll never see anything but me completely unplugged and unvarnished. So how long can YouTube put up with that level of exposure? And why does that have anything to do with believing in intellectual property and not believing in intellectual property? Hmm. Huh. Well, uh, I don't think you can make money with, <laughs> with uh, my, uh, my wandering mentally. So again, what am I going to do? I want to, I'm not on this planet to, to achieve some level of, of treasure box on a screen that says Merrill Lynch. I'm not here for that. I'm here to connect with people who want to connect for real. So am I asking you a lot to digest who I am without having a chance to even interrupt? Say, hey, shh, 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 wait a second. Yeah, yeah, I'm asking a fuck ton. I know it. And I know that this is an audience of very limited scope when it comes to who will truly even want to participate. In fact, who are you? If you're this far into this thing, seriously, you better be cleaning the top of your trash can or something because I can't imagine listening to all of this this long and I still have a long way to go. So should I just blow through the rest of this? Anyway, intellectual property is something that I have a hard time with. <coughs> Sorry. Um, uh, I will not make short clip TikToks. Sorry. And I'm seeing YouTube wanting to go that way and so they'll just cut me off at some point. They'll tell me to make short videos. I'll say fuck off and they'll say, oh, well then you no longer have a channel. I think that'll happen uh, if I had to guess, like Friday, maybe Saturday. We'll see. Um, okay, number nine, I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I 
spend way too much time talking directly with the CIA, Mossad, MI6, the FBI, the PTA, the brownies of the Mossad, the um, uh, Israeli uh, JV team. I mean, I will always bring up the people I think are most hurting right now and speak with them directly because I respect them. And the intelligence agencies to me are the places where I think some of our most talented and capable humans got slotted into a spot where life just took over in a bad way. I feel for these people more than anybody else on the planet. I feel like the politicians accepted their fate willingly. I'm not sure so many CIA agents had a choice. And so now here they are mired in a worldview that just robs us of so much talent. And when I tap into their energy, soul, vibrations, it's always disharmonic. None of them are happy. Not joyful, at least. And, I mean, you talk about some of the, some of, some of the most blue-chippy of the blue-chip talent prospects that we had. Just soulless. Activity after solace, activity after solace, assignment after solace, request after solace, occasion after solace, adventure. That's a lot for a soul to take. So, I'm not going to stop talking to y'all. Because, as much as anything, I think you're misunderstood by everybody. But I don't know how much you understand yourselves. I hope, I hope there's still that level of self-worth in you to know what you're capable of doing still in this moment to change the world for the better. All of you have that opportunity, way more than I do. So I don't expect it. I'm not here to tell you you're doing your life wrong. I see your lives as as much anything as the greatest waste of opportunity humanity is currently suffering. And for that, uh, my heart breaks for all of you. But that doesn't mean that you can't change this whole thing. I'm here to support whatever hair up your ass you may be thinking you don't want to listen to. Listen to it. There are people out here who will love you beyond scale. Not that I don't already. You're great. You're great. Everything about you is great. The opportunities that you've chosen to enable that greatness in, well, maybe you should... Look at your choices. See if there are other choices that would work for you better. I'm not saying there are, but if there are, now might be the time to be looking. So no, I'm not going to stop talking to the to the ATF. I'm not going to stop talking to the NSA. I'm not going to stop talking to the to the uh, TSA. I mean, you talk about people underachieving. I don't like to see underachieving. I like to see destiny fulfilled. I like to see embraced purpose of the humankind. When I don't see it. Or see opportunities that are just clearly misaligning it. What am I going to just pretend I don't see it? Like the rest of you? No. All right. I won't lie, nor will I avoid any subject matter. What else can't you talk about on YouTube? The vaccines? Is that illegal? COVID? Is that illegal? Um, what else is illegal? I mean, I, I'm a free speech absolutist. I will never be anything else. I don't understand a single drip of censorship down to fuck words you know there are two words in the english language 
Through other people's reaction to those specific words, I have chosen to take them out of my spoken tongue. Everything else is on is possible. There are words you'll never hear me say because I consider them derogatory. There are plenty of assigned terminologies for others that I have said, that does not need to be the way I refer to other people. I mean, if we're going to put the word sand in front of the word that has two G's in it and then use that to call people in the Middle East, no, no. Who came up with that? Because whoever that is, I would like to speak to you directly. He and I need to have a conversation. Because that, you know it was a dude, it wasn't a woman. All right, see what I'm saying? I'll talk about anything. And I will refuse to ever say no to that. You want to talk about why we don't want to talk about everything? Fine, come talk to me. Otherwise, no. I'm not going to just limit myself about what I will speak on. Those are 11 things that will get me kicked out. Oh, no, that's only 10. Because the last one, I don't believe in advertising. I never have. Advertising is nothing more than propaganda to sell something that you would otherwise choose something else. Why would I advertise to you? Why wouldn't I just make the best product? If you, if I want to win your trust, I sell you the best product. When you find a fallibility in it, I fix that and say, improved, better than ever. But it's improved because something got fixed and now it's better than ever. If anybody comes along with something significantly better than mine, I expect to lose or improve against that standard and now better than ever. Otherwise, everything else is fucking propaganda. You're convincing me to buy your plan because this plan that if I ever found out about is way better is so superior that you're just going to convince me. You're not going to show me data that proves against every other competitor we're the best. I want to know that. Who has the best chainsaw? Well, let's put them to the test. It's this one. Okay, great. I'll buy it. But they don't have flashy ads. I don't care. I want the best material. I never even knew an advertisement was a thing until you just now brought it up. That's how I feel about advertising. Okay, so since none of that will happen, well, what do you give me, a week? Two weeks? A month? A month. What do you think? There's like a 30-day comb filter where you finally get everything uploaded, they go through it all, and they go, delete! Probably. But the transfer into things that you won't find about me, and you should just expect it, because it'll never change. I'm not on social media. There's another reason YouTube doesn't like me. They keep inviting me to open an X account, or Google does at least. Um, <clears throat> no. 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 I'm here. You want to listen? Do. You don't? I totally understand. I respect you. And maybe we'll meet in real life. But we're not going to meet on X, used to be known as Twitter. Nor on Facebook. Nor on uh, TikTok. Nor on Instagram. Nor on, uh, what other ones are there? Parlor? I don't even fucking know. Any of them that are out there? Are too much time waste for me? Other than the time I'm already wasting, just babbling into the Samsung Galaxy. The way it is is the way it is. This is how I feel good about life. I won't feel good about life getting obsessed on fucking Twitter. Like some of you don't feel good about your life because you're obsessed with Twitter. I avoided that like I avoided cigarettes. Ha ha! Wins for myself? Check. Cigarettes? Twitter? No, no. Alright, marking those down. So I'll never be on social media. What little presence I have on social media was when I was working the digital marketing agency uh, side of things and uh, shouldn't have been touched for years. But I get all kinds of junk mail in one address that I've never even looked into. 
I forgot the password, finally recovered it, looked in there. What was it? All fucking Facebook emails. Oh, look at that. Okay. Um, no Patreon? Nope. For what? Seriously. Get your fucking life together. Uh, I will ramble on about nonsense. Yep. And then realize that I'm actually talking out loud to the universe and think, why did I talk about that? But I publish everything. And with one week of exceptions, I just feel like, again, yeah, I'm not perfect, nor will I even remotely believe myself living up to a standard of even satisfactory. I'm improving. From the standards that I sit on today, I'm improving. So if I put my worst out there, well then, in some way, that feedback loop will help me make that better. So everything's here. There's nothing I'm embarrassed about. Even though I tell some horrifically embarrassing stories, it is who I am. Would I do it all over differently? Maybe, but maybe not. I'm here at this position in life with intent. I know it's weird to... Uh, well, uh, I'm going to leave that one for the last one, or second to last one. I talk about nonsense all the time. That's just something that happens. And why would you believe a compulsive liar? That is a question I'm glad you're finally asking yourself. Um, well, for one, I really do try to... I want to speak to people about what compulsive lie. Uh, okay, there's... There's three levels of lies, in my opinion. <clears throat> there are those who lie because they are scheming, they're covering their tracks, and they don't want you to know shit, so they tell you shit so that you won't find out shit they're doing that they don't want you to know. These people are all around, and they're thought of often as compulsive liars because you can throw drug addicts into this group, and when you've got a drug addict, their whole life can be about that drug. They can look like a compulsive liar because all they're doing is lying to you, but also all they're doing is drugs, so they're going to lie to you in any way that will get them drugs. So what they really are is addicted to drugs, resourceless, and lying to get drugs. While that looks like a compulsive liar, it's not. It's somebody who's compulsively using drugs and can't tell you the truth. When they finally stop using drugs, they won't lie anymore. So those liars are everywhere. And people think they're compulsive liars because they won't tell them the truth. But they're not. Because what compulsive liars are, are people who literally never tell you the truth. They'll lie about their favorite loaf of bread and these people I was one of I may have met more than one but I know of only one other human being I met who lied at this level I know exactly who she is now I will never name her but I'll bet she's lying her fucking ass off today to somebody about something irrelevant because compulsive liars what they do is they take away your autonomy to know what's real by crafting a narrative that fits them every time. They're so insecure, so filled with self-loathing, that they're unwilling to show you anything true about them. They'll protect themselves from everything that you may ever think they might do wrong. They are that weak and cowardly and afraid of exposing themselves to a world that they feel has never understood them, never accepted them, and never will. Instead of choosing to either find a way through that that includes truth and honor. They shell up and create a veneer of doing okay when they're torn up inside. They're so torn up, they've lost touch with the truth. It is a miserable existence and a rare one, but one that teaches you a shit ton about lying. Now, <clears throat> compulsive liars, I believe, are fucked up. 
Maybe like pedophiles. I don't know. Pedophilia is the one thing in the universe I really don't understand. But everything else I kind of have a handle on because deviance comes with lying. Or vice versa, whatever. But to think that I don't know my dark side? Oh, yes, I do. I've been with it. It was who guided me through 30 years of misappropriated life. To the point that I gave up on myself because when I tried to stop lying, it didn't work. I was ineffective. And I wanted to stop. I just felt I was broken. So why all this happened to me? I still don't know. I document myself here because... I got tired enough of thinking that I was duping myself with this last trick of just being honest that I felt, okay, well, if you're really telling the truth, let's start documenting who the fuck you are. Why don't you just, if you're willing to say that you no longer have anything to hide, prove it. Show the world everything about you. Would I be conversing with myself in the shower one day and thinking, ah, am I really going to do this? I mean, why would I do this? Why would I do this? And then, well, let's just say that I've given plenty of explanations in the past. I'm not going to belittle it now, but here I am. Now, I think most of us are living in some level of denial that we have a a bit of self-loathing we've picked up along the way and don't even know why it's operating, where it is, or how to get rid of it. We get rid of it because we build a society in which the person who had to hide something about themselves and why they're here no longer has to fear that. And the truth is you never did have to fear it. You're just taught to fear it. You're taught that you're lesser. You're taught that you're other. You're taught that you're not worthy. You're taught that you're lucky you got what you got and don't fucking speak up or you might not even have that next week. These lessons, I'll bet, sound very familiar or at least one of them resonated. And they were all... Things I picked up along the way that made me think, well, if those things are as irrelevant as they feel, then maybe this telling the truth shit is real. Because for once in my life, I simply do not care about anything other than making a better world. I think this world is uh, discombobulated. And I think if we were all to come together and think about ways to fix it, we'd have a lot of planned solutions and actual uh, outcomes that we'd all think, yay, why'd we not do this sooner? I know, I'm a simple guy. But I'm a truth warrior. That's why I won't stop talking about Sandy Hook. It's nothing but lies. I see liars in action now, and I think, oh, oh God, I remember doing that. Fucking liar. You know, because they're so easy to spot. And there's such a... uh, 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 gaslighting, goddamn, fuck you if you don't believe me, fucking attitude about liars today. They didn't used to be that way. They were a little harder spot because they were they were just more polished. Today's liars just brute force. <laughs> I said it so it's true. Oh, yeah, but you know, I mean, there's some holes in what you said. Um, another thing about the truth is, I okay, 466, I think I'm on, 67, something like that here, recordings. Seriously, that's a lot. I stand by all of it. All of it is true. All of it is me. And some of it might be really boneheaded. Or just fucking, oh, I did say that. <laughs> oh, fucking, yeah, I said that. That was dumb. You know what? I'm I'm not even going to care. Because if you don't think that I'm here trying to make everyone feel empowered in their own spirit of what they could achieve, then you haven't listened. I don't have anything other than the encouragement that you 
me, we all give them the opportunities and frankly, the uh, lack of uh, uh, suppression are capable of, of way more than we're doing. That's my message. And that, I'm sure, will get me kicked out of YouTube. Um, and I'll never tell you anything that's not the truth. Now, will I tell you something today and then be willing to hear something tonight that makes me tell you something different tomorrow? Fuck yeah, I will. Are your, are your opinions and, and confidences so built in, uh, in permanence that you are incapable of hearing new ideas and adjusting? Well, then work on that. Okay. I did have a guardian angel walk into my life. And I believe in, I believe in, in guides, 100%, 1,000%. In fact, as an atheist, still a little bit more atheist than whatever would be. I, okay, there are connections of energy that may manifest themselves in ways that are uniquely yours, that are here to teach you lessons and help you understand what you're here to do. Find them. They're here. They want to help you. Ask for their help. Even if you're just falling asleep, say, all right, I finally might think that maybe I'm ready to hear something from one of you guys that's here to help me. <laughs> Whatever it is, it'll get you to at least believe it's possible. You don't have to believe it's really there until you actually see it in action. But you got to be open to the actions themselves or nobody's going to come help you. Uh, and who comes helps you? Well, I do believe in either past or concurrent life uh, experiences. I've got too many real interactions with that kind of second tier knowledge gain to not think it's true. Maybe it's all just manifestations that your brain is capable of making in adjustments to this reality and serving you up a new interior version that clicks, that gives you some insight about yourself that you never saw coming. Could be that too. Um, how do you go from an addictive lifestyle to one filled with balance and tranquility? Hmm. Well, you understand where limits are, even though you've spent your whole life crossing them. You can, at some point, find the uh, simplicity of life that is valuable enough to maintain tranquility. Having known your limits gives you a lot of latitude there to push around without ever threatening your current stability. So if you can just understand that choppy seas though they may have provided a lot of in the moment entertainment are a whole lot more work so what do you want you want time to figure out the conundrums of the universe or you want to constantly battle the waves it's up to you i mean life's about energy you can put yours and apply it whatever you would like when i was in the addict phase i was Jumping from one extreme to another. Found it very disorienting. Staying balanced and tranquil has its own rewards, and once they're in place, it's awfully hard to imagine giving them up. Okay, I've been pampered. I've been favored. I've been done every advantage there is to be done as a white male American. And I'm still a felon. So it's not like I've used these opportunities wisely. If anything, I feel like I've underachieved on levels that are personally hilarious. But I no longer hold those as some sort of character-defining moment. They're the asinine character-defining moments. But they, if anything, are what give me the opportunity to remain myself entirely today. This society broke me. 
me reassembling myself in a new model to be able to manage the society in the absurdity that it is, is all mine. They'll never take it away from me. So, yeah, I was pampered by the society. I was favored. I was given every advantage, and I still fucking hated the society. But I don't hate you or humanity. I just don't care that I'm a felon. Big deal. No career aspirations. Never had them. People aspirations, always had them. To me, it's about the people you meet, the experiences you share with them, and the opportunities that gives you to learn about yourself. Everything else? I don't know. It's just working nine to five or eight to eight or the rest of your life. Okay. I've seen my life plan. I know why I'm here. My life plan even put me here. This is the spot. I know where I am. I know what to do. So there you go. Oh, and I never had kids. No commitments beyond 20 months. In fact, that has evolved in my life as a point that was necessary. Someday I'll explain that or go looking for it. It's in 465 previous episodes somewhere. And that's it. We'll do my beliefs last next time. It's too much. We're already at 56 minutes plus the other six. So we're over an hour. That's another thing YouTube doesn't like. An hour of me talking? Oh, no. That's got to be terrible.